Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a bonus Q&A episode with my guest, Tennille Miller, who is a consultant and IO psychologist advising organizations on how to operationalize strategy and drive the optimal performance of their organizations. If you didn't already listen to our interview, we talked all about managing change and transformation and culture in this new way of working. Make sure you go check that out. Published it a couple days ago. Today, I am sharing the bonus Q&A episode that I did with Tina, asking her about her career. And we used to share these bonus Q&A episodes only within the talent development think tank community as sort of a premium benefit to our members. But I have found that these have such great, such great content, such great advice. I want to share them with everybody. I don't like holding anything back. So making these publicly available now. But of course, we have many, many, many other benefits to being in the talent development think tank community, including live calls where you can ask questions of our guest speakers. Many of the guests that you hear on this podcast have come as guest speakers inside the talent development think tank community. So if you're ready to join a community like that, come check us out. Just go to tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us and enter code hot seat when you sign up for a 10% discount for being a talent development hot seat show listener. All right. Now, without further ado, here is my bonus Q&A with Tanil Miller. Enjoy. All right, Tanil, welcome back for our bonus round Q&A, talking about you and your career. My first question, you know, you've worked in corporate professional services companies, a lot of change and transformation. Why are you out doing it on your own now? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was just the time that we're in, right? My last professional role was eliminated during COVID, so that was the impetus for it. But then, you know, I started dipping my toe in and seeing like, hey, this might be an interesting time because, you know, as things kind of unfolded, it kind of showed me that this might be a different time than ever before, and it really has been. And so I started, you know, taking on some projects here and there, and now it's just uh, flourishing. 
Yeah, you mentioned before we started recording that it's going really well and it's almost like more work that you can handle now. I know there's a lot of demand out there, but I'm sure you're doing a great job of building this as well. Is there one key that to success you would say that's worked really well for you so far in, in building your own practice? Oh, that's a really good question. I think for me, I would say ruthless prioritization. Mm. So when you have all kinds of to-dos and things on your list, you have to just get very concrete about what are that what are those 80% lead measure items that are going to push the needle and then just don't stress about the rest. I like that. Okay. One more question on that for, especially for those in my audience who I've been thinking about maybe doing things on their own versus working for a company. What's one thing that you absolutely love about it? And what's one thing where you're like, ah, oh, sometimes I really wish I could just go back and work for somebody else. That's a good one. I think I just, for me, the autonomy is huge. I love the autonomy. I love being able to set my calendar, that sort of thing. And I'm somebody who just loves to work because I love what I do. So it's a blessing and a curse in the sense that I guess, you know, when you work for yourself, you could, you could truly work 24 seven, right? There's always mm-hmm. more work coming in versus when you work at a company, it seems to be, a, I mean, there's that at times there's pockets of sure. that, but it's not all the time. So I think that's kind of like the blessing and the curse. I don't yeah. hate it about it, but it's a little bit a little bit much. Right. And when it's your thing, you care so much about it. Like it always work a little bit more, build this a little bit more. And and there are people who work a lot of hours for other companies, but I think there's, for many of us, there's always something in the back of your mind, like, well, this is not really mine. I can stop. Mm -hmm. I can take a break. They're only paying me for this uh, versus when it's your own thing. I like that for me, I would say I absolutely, you know, working on my own for the last two, three years, three years, really, I absolutely love the autonomy too. And being able to build my own thing. Probably the thing that I miss the most about working for companies is you know, those social lunches with the people in the office, you know, whether it's a corporate cafeteria or just everybody going out to the salad bar around the corner. I miss those. That was, that was always fun. But of course, for most people who are employed, they're not getting those these days anyway, right? Because they're all working. Well, isn't happening. That benefit is, that benefit's gone away. Hopefully that stuff comes back for a lot of people. Janelle, what has been your biggest accomplishment or proudest moment in your career so far? You know, I was thinking about this and, you know, I've been fortunate to be part of like so many innovative and transformational projects because that's the nature of my work. So they do make a big impact in general. But I think one of the things I learned along the way working in the big professional services firms uh, for better or worse is that the biggest, for me, the biggest thing was making sure the employee experience of the team and myself were also good while we are delivering, right? Because a lot of the times in these firms, it's very much a let's kill ourselves to get this to the finish line kind of mindset and you burn out. And just, it's the short game and it really doesn't help anybody and everyone hated it and then they quit or they just never want to work together again. So I really try to always ensure that we get the work. I mean, it's just as important to get it done and strive for excellence. That's key number one, but making sure that we're not treating each other poorly or burning ourselves or each other out along the way. So that's been, that's been a really good accomplishment. I think in my mind, just always keeping that balance. Yeah. Being able to, and, and, and help your team with that balance as well. Uh, I've done a lot of work with professional services. There's a lot of people really burning out. And yeah. a lot of times it's because their leader, their manager is, is setting the pace oh, and wow. they're yeah. just trying to keep up. Right. And so, they, I mean, they're, they're the reason for better or worse, right? They're yeah. setting and they the have tone. the ability to change that if they want to for their people. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've led those workshops and had those conversations. It's hard. It's because yeah. it's, it's ingrained in the culture. Oftentimes flip side of that, what's been one of your biggest failures or mistakes in your career? What did you learn from it? So I'm not copying out, but I'm not a person that really believes in failure. I feel like as long as you can learn from it, it's not a failure. If you can't, then it is a failure. But what I would say is that, you know, when something doesn't go how you wanted it or how I wanted it to, I'll just ask myself, okay, so what am I supposed to learn here? Or what is something that's better that's coming along for me? Why, you know, why that didn't work out or whatever. Um, So that's typically how I go about it. So for example, I mean, 
when I was younger, I'd always dreamed of being an attorney, right? All through mm. school and whatever. Got to the very end and I didn't get into law school. So I got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's what I've always wanted to be. So I took some time off, did some soul searching and just said, you know, okay, what else about, what about being an attorney? Could I find in another career that would be amazing? And I just realized that it was really distilling it down to, I wanted to be an expert at something and be able to guide and advise people. And then I found psychology and never looked back. And look, mm. if I would have gone to law school, I wouldn't have been where I am now. So Yeah, I, I love, first of all, I love it. True growth mindset. You know, I always tell people with a true growth mindset, there is no failure, only learning and growth. And the other thing that I've been talking about a lot lately, I wrote it in my book and everything is that, this, op- this idea of turning challenges and opportunities and that oftentimes when bad things happen, we don't see the silver linings right away, but we don't realize like what else, you know, if you lose a job or you don't get into law school, the opportunities that it creates that wouldn't be there otherwise. If you've gotten into law school, you would have gone, you might've been miserable. Maybe it would have worked out. Maybe I knew I would have been miserable now yeah. when I look back actually. <laughs> yeah, but, then, but, but also imagine too, like a lot of people, I, I know people that have dropped out of law school, but plenty of people who like, you get there and you're, you're miserable, but you're like, I've already invested so much time and money. I'm going to follow through. And then you now have a 30 or 40 year career of doing something that you don't enjoy doing, but you were almost saved by, from that mm-hmm. by not getting in, even though I'm sure you, you, you probably felt a little bit like a failure in that moment, I or you were really disappointed. Right. And I've had those moments and lots of people have, and, but I've read books and like, I just love these stories of people that are like, yeah, I really wanted to do this. I got rejected. I lost my job. I was fired. I, I didn't get, and then but then it set me on this other path and I've done all these amazing things that I love. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. that. I mean, I feel like some people don't acknowledge that though. And they just kind of stay in the victim mindset, but that's not where you should be. Yeah. I didn't go quite as far you does you down the path, by the way, or I would say sometime after college, I was studying for the LSAT and I thought I might want to go to law school. And then I changed my mind. I don't remember why, but I think I decided like, yeah, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't, I don't think there's anything about it that I'm going to like. So I'm glad I didn't go that route, but I'll just tell my story related to yeah. that. And I tell in some of the, the keynote presentations that I give is that when I got to college, I was certain I wanted to be a civil engineer. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved uh, physics and calculus and like designing bridges and roads and things like that. And I was sure I wanted to be a civil engineer. And I was great at physics and calculus, but I had to pass one chemistry class and I couldn't do it. I couldn't pass the chemistry class and I didn't study hard enough anyway. And I ended up changing majors and I, and I never became that engineer. And, you know, it was like in the moment, like, ah, oh, this, this stinks. This is what I thought I really wanted to be. But obviously I'm grateful because I'm really happy where I am now. Like things worked out in my life, but that's just one of many, you know, failures early on that led to where I am today. Great story though. And it's interesting too, because to your point, you did get far along that path, right? Yeah. I mean, one class. One wow. class. Well, it's my first year. I mean, it was it was like the, you know, if I had to get past that, I don't even know if I was like officially in the major yet. <laughs> but I didn't quite make it through. But I discovered so many other things along the way. And you know, like I said, it worked out. What's the biggest challenge you see today in learning and development? Let's see here. Or or with you know, transformation work. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think of, of the best one here. I think with any kind of transformation, learning and development, HR projects, work, et cetera, I think one of the big things is if you don't tie whatever your initiative is to the business outcomes, that's a disconnect. I think anything you need, you're doing in the organization, you have to tie it to data, business outcomes, et cetera, because otherwise leaders think it's touchy-feely. They think it's you know just an extra program. It doesn't seem strategic. But if you can say, hey, here's your business strategy. 
these are the things, the capabilities we need our people to have in order to drive that. And by the way, this is the courses or the, the whatever they need to do that or the type of people we need to do that, whatever, and kind of walk it back very strategically. I think that's one of the best ways to get your, your goals accomplished. Yeah, so important. We just had a call inside the Talent Development Think Tank community I run. I co-hosted with Jess Almley, who was a guest on this podcast not long ago, talking about taking a consultative approach to L&D and going in and asking questions and looking for data and, and connecting things to business results before you just go off and create training or you know whatever is being requested by a leader in the business. So I think that's so important. Is there a trend that you're following that uh, maybe we haven't talked about yet with regards to learning and development or transformation? Well, there's a couple of things that I was already sort of following before pandemic, but now even more so because I feel like there's more of an impetus for it. But that's things like in the future of work when we think about AR, VR holograms. I'm getting really excited about that stuff because I think back in the day we all thought, oh, yeah, holograms, augmented reality, whatever. But now the technology has gotten so good, especially yeah. during the pandemic. And so I think that's going to be something really amazing for learning and development, for interviewing, for just working in general, where maybe you don't, this goes along with the office piece, right? Maybe we shrink our footprint of the office. People come in only once in a while for collaboration, but like all the training, all the mentoring, all those things can be done with holograms if they're really great. Mm, um, yeah. So I think that's exciting. Um, and then I also think the gig and project-based work, I've, I've seen such an uptick in that. I think it's very exciting because I think it puts a lot of the ownership into the talent's hands at that point. They can kind of pick and choose a little bit more versus being at the mercy of whatever company wants to lay them off because they're not doing well financially. So I think I love anything that's kind of leveling that power dynamic a little bit more. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I wrote about uh, the movement towards gig and project-based work in my book. So I'm glad you're validating that. I put it in paper, like this is going to happen. So we'll see, <laughs> but it, it is, but it's happening. It is definitely happening. And there's so many things that you can do to help, you know, enhance your career to set yourself for, up for success with that. And we'll get to career advice in just a moment. Before we do, you mentioned one book already in our, our main interview. Is there a book that you often recommend or has made a big impact on you? Yeah, I mean, I would say besides Vision, he has another book out called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. That is also an amazing book. Um, I think between that, I'm just looking at my bookshelf. I've got so many, but my number one book, if I ever had to pick only one, is Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, just mm. because it's just, it's so good. I'm sure you've yes, read it. Absolutely. So that one, there's so many more, but I'll just leave you with that one for now. Excellent recommendation. All right, and last question for you, Tanil, for those out there in learning and development or working in change and transformation, what's one more piece of advice you'd give for people who want to accelerate and, and achieve more career success? This is something that I would say, regardless of what industry you're in, it's just, I've learned over the years, the number one thing is just being super self-aware, being curious, always having that learner's mindset as we're talking about, the growth mindset, and then also just measuring your success by your own bar. Because I think a lot of people, whether it's career, family, personal, whatever it is, they're always measuring by like what society standards are, what Facebook friends say or family. Yep. At the end of the day, you're the one on your deathbed, no one else. And so I feel like if you don't measure by your own bar, then you kind of missed out on your own life. You know? Oh my gosh. We are so aligned on everything. <laughs> I talk, I love talking about that stuff. I, I believe so strongly in that. Curiosity is so important. Self-awareness. Most people don't take the time to really understand who they are, where they want to go, but spending time and reflection, understanding yourself and 
you know, having that learner's mindset and then measuring success by your own measure, like where you came from and where you are today versus always comparing yourself. I wrote about all those things in my book. I had to send you yeah. a copy. I know. I read uh, it. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. I, I promise I didn't see them because you said them, but no, I That's agree. awesome. Oh, thank you, Janiel. Thank you so much for coming on, for sharing with all of us, you know, all of your knowledge. For those of you listening, if you're involved in any kind of changes going on in your organization, go to Janiel's website, changeandtransformation.com. Get her dynamic workplace playbook that she has out there. Make sure you connect, follow Tanil, make sure you connect and follow me on LinkedIn. And Tanil, thank you again for being here and I'll see you around. Sounds great. Thanks, Andy. All right. That's going to do it for my bonus Q&A with Tanil Miller. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing, for sharing this with others in the talent development world and for all of your support. I really do appreciate it. And again, as I said before, This and all of our episodes are sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank community. If you're not a member, but you are in talent development, please come check us out. If you have questions, you're not sure if it would be a good fit, reach out to me, andy at andystorch.com. You can look me up on LinkedIn, send me a message there. You can find all the information about what I do there as well. So let me know if you have questions. And again, the website, tdtt.us. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.